I need to invest in like an evil villain chair of some kind because I have my Lilith set up to my left so I can just kind of jostle the mouse every once in a while to keep the um, screen running for that. And then I have For those who can't see, this Lilith is the name of his computer. Yeah, Lilith <laughs> is the name of my computer. And then I have the laptop in front of me and I have the microphone stand to the right. And I really should like be levitating about two and a half feet off the ground with a monitor to my right just floating around. Like really there should be minions about me and this the sound of gears clicking in the background <laughs> at all times when we're recording this. Like I, I should always have my fingers steepled unless you're wearing little sunglasses that only exist mm -hmm. on my nose and james bond should be constantly trying to break into my apartment and when he Wearing does I wesker's be... clothes from resident evil exactly <laughs> like it's like hello mr bond welcome to the podcast recording i've been <laughs> expecting you how have you possibly been expecting me oh mr bond you know nothing of something wicked studios or our nefarious ventures that's gonna be the first something wicked studios budget report <laughs> no a second tv will be the first sws budget report no reimbursing my broke ass for all the equipment i've bought over the years <laughs> that'll be the first thing sws spends money on so, good evening, good morning, whatever it may be, wherever you are, and whenever you are listening to this, to the Something Wicked Studios podcast, I am Unvader Gurr, or Jeff, and this is... Charlie, and it's the Wicked Awesome cast. Yep, and uh, I was probably too chipper and too happy for that, so I'll probably eh. get my scolding later. Eh, I'll allow it. <laughs> We're so, not miserable people. So, what have you been up to, Jeff? So... Keeping it strictly to gaming news, I guess. Now, obviously, or for those who know me at all through the channel, I am the uh, League of Legends player on the channel. Boo. Um, boo, 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 yep. Um, so big highlights for me were this week where I've just uh, been enjoying Dynamic Q and just kind of been playing a lot more ranked than I usually do and working my way up through Silver because I am the Bronze Dream. And uh, me and my friends managed to make our way back from a 13,000 gold deficit, which those who play that'll mean something on not league of legends news i've actually been playing a lot of this game called uh ghost in the shell first assault i actually is, was curious about that is it good um it's fine it's kind of like in a weird way it's kind of like counter-strike meets team fortress 2 and that it's a very counter-strike style like, you have demolition games where it's exactly like DE Dust 2, where you have, like, one team goes long A, one goes long B, or whatever, or they have A and B sites, you plant a bomb, you defend the bomb, like, it's exactly like that. And then they've built this class system that it's, um, that's where the Team Fortress, I guess, comes from, whereas unlike Team Fortress, where you have, like, new item set for each individual character, mm. it's just there's individual power-ups that different characters have. And they're all from the Ghost in the Shell universe, and the game's in beta still. I know, I use the B word. Nothing wrong and, with um, betas. I think there's going to be single player, and if there is, I'm going to be super stoked. If not, in the meantime, the game's four fucking dollars, so how upset can you be? And it's really polished. So what makes it a Ghost in the Shell game? Is it just Ghost in the Shell themed and therefore a Ghost in the Shell game? All the characters that you can pick from are Ghost in the Shell characters. I think the single player campaign's going to be some kind of Ghost in the Shell thing. What? There's a capture point game that the team that captures the point gets a Tachikoma to fight for them. Well, does and it have stuff like cyber powers or hacking or anything like that, really? Or is it just kind of a yes. skin? It's got all that. Ooh. So that's all the individual character powers. Now, that's where the paywall comes in is uh, you have a certain number of characters you can unlock. But the game basically gives you four unlocked characters by level five. So 
out of about 10, and you probably really only need four. Um, so what is it? Makato? Major. The, yeah, Major. She has the gift of invisibility. The guy who was the cyborg with white eyes, who Otto. was like the Major's Otto, he Otto. has... Otto. What? Bato. You're in my weird Bato. realm of knowing way too much about one thing. Yes. Um, he gets a rocket launcher, and this game has the single coolest rocket launcher I've ever seen in any game, which is you activate the rocket launcher because it's his power-up, and all of a sudden your character puts down their gun, takes out their arm, their arm turns into a three-barreled missile launcher, and fucking fires a rocket like it's the goddamn money gun from like the first couple episodes. So that's actually my question, because can I play as a character whose left arm is a shotgun that shoots one-yen coins? Because that was totally uh, a yet. thing. <laughs> not yet <laughs> um i don't know i don't think that one's coming because it seems to only be the actual uh section nine members yeah but like there's a character who's a juggernaut um he just gets like an overshield and gets rapid healing makes um, sense but right now the game's got the problem of the community's tiny so it's kind of hard the queue lengths can be kind of long but once you get in a game it's very like five high high octane fast-paced action so that i've been having a ton cool. of fun for the amount of money it is. I've been looking at it. I've actually thought about picking it up a couple times. I'm, it, I've been burned so many times in the past with either A, anime games, or B, Ghost in the Shell games. I'm looking <laughs> at it going like, I don't want to be hurt again by you, Ghost in the Shell. I, I love you too much to go through fit. another <laughs> shitty video game. Only the not Ghost in the Shell game. <laughs> I, you said it, not me. <laughs> but yes, very much so. Well. No, I actually I, had fun with that game, though the third level, for whatever reason, the like difficulty curve on that game is like, easy, easy, third level. Yeah. <laughs> Back to normal. I see you've been playing this game for a little while now. Let's just commence kicking you in the balls for no reason. What? <laughs> you, you signed up for this when you bought the game. I did? <laughs> yeah. All right, spread your legs and, proceed, and uh, prepare to receive the boot. Yep, pretty much. So you play Ghost in the Shell and, of course, League. Anything else? Uh, that pretty much rounds it out. How about you? I didn't play video games all week. It's it's really weird. I'm in this holding pattern between when stuff I cared about came out and stuff I want to come out coming out. So I actually, there's nothing been new mm -hmm. for me to play. I'm not sure if it was actually last... It wasn't last week, but it was a little before that I played the Baba Yaga expansion for <clears throat> the new Tomb Raider game, which is surprisingly solid. As much as I like that game, I wasn't a big fan of the DLC for it. I, mm -hmm. but to counteract your League of Legends talk, last week in Destiny, my version mm -hmm. of League of Legends, we had Crimson Absolutely. Days. And I didn't touch Crimson Days at all. It was the Valentine's Day event and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. my interaction with Destiny right now is I'm waiting for a certain challenge mode thing to come around on the docket. And I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll try out Crimson Days. It looks fun. I don't mind the PvP stuff, I log in, get the bounties for it, and immediately logged out and haven't, didn't pick up the game the rest of the event. So I'm like, obviously I did not care about Crimson Days at <laughs> all. Mm. As much as I wanted a ghost shell made out of chocolate, I'm like, I don't really want to play doubles. It's a bad mode. I get that the Crimson mode makes it a little bit better, but I don't want to go through the process of finding someone online to play seven rounds with just so I can complete all these bounties and maybe get a ghost shell out of it. I, I, I am, I really need them to release more PVE stuff for that game. Cause all mm. of my friends I played that game with have moved on or 
like describe the game as a bad relationship they're fleeing from. I, I a bunch <laughs> of I, I kid you not. I have gamer friends that I used to play Destiny with a lot that like talk about Destiny the way like, battered women talk about their old husbands occasionally, and it's super weird because like yeah, I I I just couldn't put it down and. I'd wake up and be playing Destiny. I'm like, it's just a game. I find it addictive as shit, but I'm not, like, blaming it for my lack of anything else going on in my life. Uh, but, yeah, The Division Beta Part 2 starts this week. Mm -hmm. or As of recording this, it starts tomorrow, actually. We record on Thursdays, apparently, now. And mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that, because I really dug the first round of the closed beta of The Division. And I... I'm looking at the division. It's probably the next big game I'll play way too much of for a chunk of time, at least. And more exposure, that's not a bad thing. Most of us want to come out. But yeah, it's its a weird time. Like, there's a bunch of stuff. Oh, I played Firewatch, actually. I totally forgot I played Firewatch last week. Mm -hmm. It doesn't suck. We're putting videos up for it. Uh, it's fun. It's not really a video game. It's something we can talk about at a later date, though. The my weird stance on experiential gaming versus traditional video games. It, it mm -hmm. I, I, I like the fact that it's now led to a bunch of really dumb people basically saying, I really enjoyed your game, but I'm not sure I wanted to pay $20 for a four-hour game. Like, the <laughs> number of articles I've seen popping up around that, it's a little disgusting because I have paid far more for a game I played for way less and wouldn't call fun. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. Watch our videos. Don't buy the game. The videos will be far more rewarding than playing <laughs> the game, I think. And you should the watch devs are be so happy to hear that. It's, it's a really good game. You can only experience it one, though. It's, it's very gone home in that any replay value the game may or may not have, I don't think exists at all. Mm -hmm. So you think that the game would be better if it was just cheaper? No, I think $20 is a perfectly acceptable price for a four-hour game of its nature. Like, it's... Would I like games in general to be cheaper? Absolutely. I'd like more money mm -hmm. in my pocket, but I, it's four very solid, well-done hours. I think it took us, like, four and a half, maybe five hours to play it. It's it's good. Like, it's, it is of a quality that does not really exist in games that cost more and are longer, and... For what it is, it does a lot of things really well. There's some technical issues. There's some weird stuff going on with it. But, I, again, mm -hmm. it's $20. I've spent more on a bottle of beer than that game mm -hmm. cost. And that game lasted me a lot longer than alcohol did in that case kind of thing. Like it's, <laughs> I People that get pissy about four-hour $20 games, I don't get. Like I, I love the argument, oh, a dollar an hour or something like that. No, mm -hmm. it's it's an experience. It's like... You pay more. To see, you pay about the same to see a movie, and that's only two hours. And then you don't yeah. own it even. It, it's very much a movie, I guess, in my mind. Like it's it's something you can play through once, and maybe you'll play through it a second time. Maybe you'll show it to other people. We may actually play it for extra life because it would be a good. We're all too tired to make good decisions game. <laughs> and it's nice and mellow, and I kind of want to see what we look like on that game with sleep deprivation because that kind of plays into the game some, but. It's not a spoiler mm -hmm. even, really. What it does, it just does really well, and I don't get this whole, I want my money back or I feel ripped off. Like, it's, if you're worried about overpaying for a game, just fucking wait. And if Don't like, pre-order anything. <laughs> I pre-order stuff, and I don't get mad about it, because I'm like, eh, no. I gambled and lost. I meant the people who, like, who view, like, you know, that, like, I overpaid for that game. 
type thing. Like, oh yeah, no, no, like it's one of these things where I looked up like how long the game was because I do that for all the video content we make, and it was a, it's like ah, it's like four hours on an average playthrough, four and a half if you're taking your time, five if you really like dick about some, and it, like okay, it's. I think I actually got it for even cheaper because I have PlayStation Plus. I played it on the PS4 and they have discount programs. I think I paid like $17 for which is even better at that point. Like, it's... Anyone bitching about how much of that game costs versus how long it co uh, how long it is is an idiot, especially if they play something like uh, MOBA where they've paid way more money mm -hmm. for a hat or a collection of hats. Mm-hmm. Well... Lee doesn't have hats. That's Team Fortress. Yeah, but same difference. That's an even that's an even more terrifying uh, marketing scheme because that's the pay money for keys to unlock crates that can contain basic bullshit. Yeah, no, but you, you, that, that's my point. Like, it's we're totally okay with that, but when it's like it's a, it's a decent game for twenty dollars. Katamari Damacy mm. was twenty dollars. I'm not sure it was much longer than this game ultimately wound up being. So, yeah, I. It's it's decent. If you're thinking about picking it up, go for it. Don't wait for mm -hmm. a Steam sale or a discount, really, because it's an indie developer, and you should give those people money so they keep making games. But yeah, yep. I I haven't done... I didn't do much. I had Valentine's Day stuff, which means I saw Deadpool. That was fun. Nice. Deadpool is good. I haven't good. seen that yet. It's definitely worth seeing. I'm not sure it gets my stamp of definitely see it in theaters, but it's a fun mm -hmm. movie. I yeah. definitely, I have yet to meet a person who's like, you know, the movie was eh. I, <laughs> I could make a case for how it was eh, but I don't want to because I enjoyed it. Like, there, there are some issues the movie has that if you're a person like me that can get bogged down in details, you can definitely go all crazy over. But no, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait for Hollywood to ruin it by making a bunch of copies that don't quite get the bunch point of, of sequels. <laughs> I, I'm okay with sequels to Deadpool. I'm just waiting for like, okay, so Deadpool was fun because it was fighting the man and like giving the middle finger to superhero movies. We should make more of those. No, but by, by making more of those, you're defeating the point of Deadpool and self-awareness. Like the opening credits for Deadpool are some of the most amazingly self-aware and well-done intro to a movie of its nature ever made mm -hmm. and it, it's it, it sets the tone for the rest of the movie which is really rare to see like the craft angle of this movie is unparalleled in recent memory of film especially mm. since it's kind of an action it is for all it is most definitely a superhero movie but it has a craft of like a indie passion project of we just wanted to make this shit yep it's not really tied into, like, any Hollywood formula. It's the, like, only without budget can these ideas see the light of day kind of thing. I have budget would have helped, but yes, you're, you're on the right track of we wanted to make this, so we made it, and here it is, and it's fun. Yeah. Is it the best? No, more guns would have been awesome, but we justified <laughs> not guns in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, right. that, that's about it. Yeah. So... The format that we're going for with this podcast so far is we are going to talk about our week, as you have just witnessed, and then we're going to get into the topic of the day. Now, would you like to intro this topic? Yeah, I figure since we didn't actually talk about ourselves at all in the first official podcast we're doing, it might behoove us some to go back and maybe tell the tour a story of something Wicked Studios and how the hell it came to be and how the hell me and Jeff know each other and that stuff, because it's all kind of weirdly meshed together. It's been a weird... Leading up to this weird point of 
barely YouTube successfulness and that stuff. <laughs> it's it's a kind of a crazy story in its own very bizarre way. Because as me and Jeff have said a couple times, we've known each other an ungodly amount of time by most people's standards at this point. Yep. So, I guess we should start at high school. Like, do, do, do you want to tell this part of it, or should I? So, I guess we could start at the beginning. Do we want to tell your side of like how this all started, and or my side of like how we get to here? The problem is, is like high school is the combined part. <laughs> high school is the combined part, definitely. I. My version of high school is boring. Like my version of high school, would be we met because we were both in the um, theater tech program. So I'll start this this way. Yeah. So me and Charlie both went to high school together. Um, I was a boarding student. It was a boarding school. And uh, but for the record, it is not a school for delinquent children because usually when I tell people I went to boarding school, they think I was like little orphan Annie or something. Um, that's just not the case. But, On that um, note, though, the school was designed by a noted prison architect. So read into oh, this I'm as sure. much as you want. No, I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> yeah. No, many, many students would have likened what we went through as being that like prison. So we went to high school. I went there from my sophomore year onward. When or how long were you there for? I've been there all four years. All four years? So we didn't actually know each other until I believe both of our senior year. That's when we either junior met. year. We, yes. Junior we got introduced and Charlie decided right off the bat that he thought I was a complete and total tool and that he hated me. And he was probably right. Then from there, none of you get to see this, but he's smiling very broadly right now. Um, I fixed you good. <laughs> so after that, what wound up happening is uh, we had a lot of mutual friends, but because Charlie was a day student, I was a boarding student. It's kind of hard to explain to people who didn't go to boarding school how your lives don't really cross as much when you're these two different demographics. No, it's, 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 not it's like quite college. simple. I got to leave and go to the outside world. You were chained yes. to a rock on an island <laughs> in the middle of the ocean that occasionally sailors showed up at and told you the news of the outside world. <laughs> that is exactly how this works. Like I got exactly. to I got to leave and go like, I'm gonna go be a delinquent at home and play video games and you had teachers telling you you're now going to study but but now <laughs> Yeah, you got to have probably have a TV in your room. I got to have like not <laughs> nothing really. Like you can my privileges that I was allowed was like you may read in your bed during study hall and shit without getting too much into all of that and like the semantics of that system. It's not like college where like you hang out with your friends after class and then you go your separate ways when you've caught up for the day. It's like at the end of the day, all your friends who are day students get in buses and fuck right off. We flee and then you're there. So like the two Groups never spend time together outside of actual, like, academic in-class learning. So we didn't really know each other, and then senior year rolled around, and our mutual friends started getting me into tech. Now, Charlie had been involved in tech for many a year. Too to long. Too long. I was tech, an, I mean... I was an integral part of the machine, which is a scary concept to think about. <laughs> we were the cogs that made that machine work. And um, so I got brought on into the musical side, which for if any of you or anyone listening to this has watched the uh, Die to Minions videos, I wrote the intro song. I try and do music for the channel on occasion. Um, I think only one of my songs has actually made it into production, yeah. but there'll probably be more down the line. 
but uh, or what I'm alluding to is I'm big into music, so I wound up in the sound side of it. So I was the guy running the board during shows and stuff. So our mutual friends wound up graduating our junior year, and I was still the sound guy, and I was really the only person trained in our sound system and setting it up and running it. Charlie was in lighting and run crew, correct? This, this was the point where everyone in the not sound portion of the technical program had graduated and looked at me and said, sucks to be you. You're one of like two people that know anything about how any of this crap works. You're now the rigger, the carpenter, the lighting, the headlighting tech, and the guy not afraid of the genie lift. Have fun. Yeah. I got pretty much the same thing, except for it was only sound. I didn't have to do all the other things. But through that, we wound up hanging out, spending a lot more time together, and somehow becoming friends, despite all that. It involved lots of me yelling things at him initially, and it was like, come on, yell back already, yell back already. (laughs) It was a lot of that, and I think it was a mutual enjoyment for harassing actors, which if you're a theater tech person, you understand the rivaling-fueled like burning hatred it's like that these two cats. groups have for each other that like because they have to work so integral with each other and for us it was especially bad because in the particular building we had it was a fucking death trap and we don't like, use that like we, we didn't we don't use that phrase hyperbolically i, I mean like there were ample ways to die in the theater we worked in like by complete accident like, yes. there was a counterweight system that thirsted for human blood. Yeah. So the counterweight system he's talking about is, for those who didn't have never done theater tech or seen the back of a theater, there's a whole bunch of pipes in the ceiling that hold up all the lights. And the pipes actually come all the way down to the ground so you can hang the lights on them. And these are put on these block and tackle systems with bricks. During shows, they go up and down sometimes if they have, like, a curtain on them or something. And they are held on with these little blocks that just press against the rope. And at the particular theater we were at, those blocks that hold the rope in place were ground down and were barely holding on. And you could probably kick the thing and make several hundred thousand dollars worth of lights, several thousand pounds worth of metal, all come careening down to the floor on someone's head. I honestly don't know how the place wasn't on the borderline of being condemned with some frequency. Like, the amount of mold I found, the amount of structural integrity. I think I punched through a wall once by accident, and it was like... I'd believe it. That's a load-bearing wall, I think. Pulling my fist (laughs) out slowly now. (laughs) So, in this place, tension was really high. I wouldn't be like, okay, stay the fuck away from the ropes that hold up the pipes. Okay, I just told you, stay the fuck away from that. My God, you're going to actually get someone hurt. Like, it was, there was a lot of, like, frustration beyond. It isn't just the, like, you know, oh, don't touch my stuff. It was, you're going to kill us all, and not in the figurative sense. You are going to actively cause harm to others and those around you. I don't want to die. Yeah, and I didn't want to die, so us and a lot of the people just, we didn't get along that like people like okay don't sit i I understand the prop is a bench but you can't sit on it because we may have to move it at a moment's notice it goes on and off the stage multiple times stop sitting on the fucking bench to add add important detail to this this was also the place the school would dump all delinquent students that needed an after-school activity for one reason or another so you had people that were just didn't want to be there period because they were just pissed off at the world. Yeah. People like me trying to get them to do things. And then you had the others that were just, 
okay, we have the campus drug dealer, the biggest stoner on campus, and some <laughs> other stuff all trying to use power tools. This <laughs> won't go bad. I think one thing that probably needs further explanation as well is that it being a boarding school, you have to have an after-school program because the devil, our idle hands are the devil's workshop, uh, and like hell, they're leaving any of us around on it. Let's also explain a very important part. Most people, when they hear the phrase boarding school, think some cushy, fancy, like hoity-toity letter jacket kind of place. No, th- this was a... <laughs> As Jeff said, it was not a school for delinquents. This was not a school that was a reward for academic achievement either. <laughs> no. This, um, this was not a place that you went to generally because you really wanted to. You no, weren't there most people your, did not want to be there. Yeah, you weren't. <laughs> I, the best way of describing this place was like 80% of the campus population had been their school bully at some point. <laughs> That certainly wasn't me. Yeah. It, um, do you, should we just, like, say our no, Veil the Curtis No, we are not going to do it. No. We're not going to say it. But, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. The secret. I'm not saying it. I don't want to okay. get sued. Fair enough. We've not been kind um, to the school. What? We've not been exactly kind to the school in our description of it. We've described it as prison-like, gulag-ish, <laughs> which I'm now throwing in there because I wanted to say it, and... Fight Club. Like, I have on several occasions referred to our high school as Fight Club-like. Not sure how... You missed no one's going to believe year. me when I said that it's not a school for delinquents at this point. You missed the time where I saw a freshman beat a senior with a lunch tray. <laughs> I would have, yes, I would have missed that. Yeah, you, you missed the fun year where all, like, the super delinquents were graduating and you had people trying to come up in the world of delinquency because they're trying to make a name for themselves there and it was madness it was <laughs> awesome be- going beyond that so we were both in theater we wound up also having mutual hatreds for like certain uh we wound up changing over tech teachers multiple times some of them three were teachers better three than others. some of them bent to our will a little too easily <laughs> Don't give me a college three student. Three years, three teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me a college student and expect me to respect their authority. Yeah. I'll never forget one teacher who uh, was arguing with me over, like, audio that she wanted me to play the, like, background music louder, and I couldn't hear the actors talking, so I turned it down because, you know, I figure most parents go to school plays to see and hear their children. She's like, turn up the music. I'm like, no. And she's like, I took a full semester on music design. I know what I'm talking about. I'm like, fuck right off, lady. <laughs> I've been and doing this job for, like, two years. No, and that's the <laughs> best got- thing. It was around this time <laughs> that I started doing this occasionally, professionally, outside of school, and... Jeff did enough stuff there that it was kind of a weird part-time job with some frequency. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it, it suffice to say this is actually how I wound up on my ultimate career path was doing theater tech in high school. That's a super sad thing to say. And yes, it's not school for delinquents, but totally our hatred of things as is normal high school driven by theater techness brought me and Jeff together, as did metal. Like, I, I'm pretty yep. sure it's well established on the channel by now, but me and Jeff are kind of metalheads. I use the word yeah. kind of because we both have functioning jobs and a real lack of tattoos and piercings, <laughs> so we're not cool enough to hang. <laughs> but we are capable of going to shows. We do we go to shows. That with some frequency. Yeah. Um... We have to figure out a way to go to like a mutual like Rammstein concert. <laughs> They're touring again sometime soon. They are. They're going to Rock on the Range. 
for the sixth time off topic. <laughs> um, so after that, now this is all going to tie back into how something Wicked Studios comes into being, crawling out of some pit and like, I don't even know. That's the, the worst part. It all does link up. This all comes together, I swear. So Charlie went to college. Um, no, you forgot the most important part of the high school era. Go ahead. The um, Something Wicked Studios you people are aware of is not the first version of Something Wicked Studios. Something oh, Wicked that's Stu- right. Something Wicked Studios was also at one point my very brief and failed foray into the world of webcomics and stuff like that. Like, I-, I have been using the Something Wicked Studios name on and off for God, over a decade at this point. Like it was. Hey, you must have owned that domain name this entire time. Yep, it's, it's always been. You were one. You were one of the few people back in that day who had their own website and actually knew how to like code and shit. Oh, that was a horrible time to own a website. But yes, I. So that's the best part. Like something Wicked Studios. Now that's a YouTube channel. It used to be like my freelancing company and for website. roadie work. Yeah, and website. Forgot the website part. Oh, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's been. It has had so many like mutations to the point where when I brought back something Wicked Studios as a YouTube channel initially and posted on Facebook, one of my friends was like, wait, did someone steal your name, Charlie? Like, you've had that company forever. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, it was because I wasn't involved with that one as much because you were working on it with one of your other friends, yeah. um, Harry. I think we'd say first A couple names. other people, yeah, too. Yeah, and a couple other people. And uh, you you guys actually did make a few web comics. I remember I actually tried to draw one for it, except I have no artistic talent whatsoever when it comes Neither to pen and pencil. Neither of us do. That's the fun part. Yeah. Which is why you got one of our other friends to do art for you, though. I don't think she actually made she you She never any did panels. anything. I, that was my ongoing issue was we'd get... We'd start making some progress, and then our artist would be like, wait, you want me to produce art on a weekly basis? Yes. Back in high school is where... This all starts, which me and you both graduated in 2008. So now it's, you know, 2016. So we've known each other for eight years. So when we say too long, it's eight years too long. It's not like I managed to ditch Um, his ass for four years of college. No, like my my legends spread through colleges I didn't attend, which is super weird. So the story that he's alluding to, because I think we can fast forward into college. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I went to college uh, in the uh, Northeast, and you were in the South, right? I was Southeast in... Southeast of the United States? Depending on who you talk to, I was in the Midwest. I, I went to school in Pittsburgh, which, okay. if you are from a coastal state, Pennsylvania is the start of the Midwest. If you're from Ohio, you have nothing to claim except being the start of the Midwest, so you fight and <laughs> claim that Pittsburgh is not in the Midwest as hard as you can. <laughs> so... We were very far apart. We managed to still hang out and yeah. or not hang out, but talk during this. Yeah. So the legend of Charlie amongst my friends in college is, for whatever reason, I'd be like, I think there was like two times you came up uh, to my college. And I was like, yeah, my friend's Charlie's coming up. My room was like, he doesn't exist. I'm like, what? And he's like, he doesn't exist. You're making him up. I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, no, you don't exist. And somehow your like reputation managed to like seep into existence without like any pre setup and just like immediately you were the uh, like the non-existent apparition we should and probably back up and mention the fact that like you were a 
good person in high school. I was like always on the cusp of weird delinquency <laughs> where I got good enough grades where I wasn't capable of being a delinquent. But it was like, yep. no, no, I'm smart enough to get away with some shit. And because I wasn't mm -hmm. locked onto the campus, it's like, I'm leaving now to go do go bad steal things. steal 7-Eleven signs from your local Dunkin' Oh, Donuts. yeah, no, I... I, in my little and town, still have I have that sign. <laughs> I still have it. Yes, I, in the town I grew up in, I think I committed like the first ten crimes in the in, like in ten years, kind of thing. It's like nothing bad ever <laughs> happens here, except now they do. Except now we're down the Seven Eleven sign. <laughs> there was some other stuff too. Amongst I'm not going to go things. into, but yeah, it was like part, part of the mystique of me was yeah, he gets really good grades, and we. We're not sure what Charlie's up to at any given time, because crazy shit just kind of happens around him. And he'll come yep. in on Monday to school and be like, man, am I glad I survived the weekend. <laughs> um, like, remember the month where I just randomly had black eyes on and off? No. <laughs> oh, that was back when uh, me and another mutual friend of ours found a bar we could sneak into to drink, but every time we went there, we got in a bar fight. Oh, God. I, I know exactly which mutual friend you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> so, college. I guess back to college. That's how Charlie's, like, reputation carried its way over to my college. So, during that time, I was not... This is where, like, my story into content creation kind of begins, though nothing came of it. So, my first project was... or. So more prerequisite information. So there is this thing called Anime Boston, which is a big anime convention for fucking nerds like me. And every year at Anime Boston, there's this panel called Bad Anime Bad. And it is the funniest fucking, well, second funniest thing. The hentai dubbing is the funniest thing. It's the best. The, the, the Bad Anime Bad is this guy gets up and he plays these terrible fucking shows like Magnos, Defenders of Universe, Attack of the Super Beasts, and, like, they're just terrible, terrible shows. And uh, Garzy's Wing. Oh, my God. Now, when Jeff and, says terrible, he's not, like, saying terrible isn't so bad they're good. Like, he's talking terrible. Oh, no, they're terrible. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> he's talking so terrible, they actually kind of, like, hurt your insides to watch. But you keep watching because screw your insides. You need to see how this train wreck ends. And they were absolutely hilarious. And so I watched that. So giving credit to uh, the guy who does that and travels around, goes to conventions, and does all that. So me and my friend got this idea that we were going to watch episodes of the show Voltron have our entire own like directing commentary just like ragging on the show or like talking like idiots and we'd make drinking games so the first time i did this or i think i was i got my friends together like for a party and we were all hanging out drinking and watching magnos the robot which is a fucking horrible movie and i highly recommend it if you and can I find texted, it uh it's on the internet that's somewhere. i'm sure but um, I messaged Charlie that that's what we were doing. And Charlie messaged me back the following text message, which I'll never forget because it became the slogan of the show, which never got released and it's probably never going to, which was drink till it's better or drink till it's over. So me and my friend started these little videos. We only made like six of them in total and they're not in order. And we're like, you can watch the hilarious progression of like first episode, fully aware, second episode, 
less aware. Third episode, fully intoxicated. <laughs> it's just like the of like information and just our inability to do anything. And we would make drinking games to the episodes. Like anytime Pidge says something at all, and she talks to this Pidge voice, and it's like, okay, drink. And we would do that. So that was my first step into content creation and trying to make anything for YouTube and like designing my first like intro banner as horrible as it was and like trying to MS paint together a logo and try and make anything. And that like made, I think it was really hard to make those episodes for the same reason it's difficult for you to produce episodes of blood drunk. Like it, you need enough people who want to hurt themselves to in a room yeah. who want to partake in this. Blood drunk's coming and, back, but yeah, blood drunk is really hard to mentally prepare for. Yep. And uh, so that was that. So fast forward a bunch of years. Um, well, I guess uh, let me talk about my college stuff, too, because there absolutely. is it's not quite SWS related. So this so I went off to pursue the um, ever lucrative and totally a good idea in college path <laughs> of becoming King Roadie. Like and that's actually when I learned a bunch more about sound equipment and all the recording gear we now use. It's if you've ever wondered why compared to far more successful Let's Players, we sound and look a lot better recording equipment-wise and stuff like that. It's because I am a crazy person, and there's a bunch of starting gear that people tend to buy for that stuff that I looked at and said, that's $100. For twice that, I can buy a USB-enabled mixing board, some professional-level microphone equipment, and we can just start off at, like, we've been doing this for 10 years, audio quality, which... I blame college for some, and it's also on the time I learned to do video editing, kind of, and a bunch of other that kind of stuff. Like, it was very much the tools I used to set up something Wicked Studios were beaten into me at this time, and it's also where I started learning about Let's Players and the more, hey, you can totally make things part of the video game community on YouTube. Like, it's, it's really weird how I went from kind of not caring about anything on YouTube to being really, 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 really into like let's play videos because at the time I think I was working 18 hours a day getting like maybe four hours of sleep and, and like my video game playtime was 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. because that's all I could squeeze time like it's like I it's like either mm -hmm. I could sleep for two more hours or I could play Mass Effect 2 gotta play that Mass Effect 2 <laughs> but so like I, I think Jeff mentioned that actually in the last podcast the idea that I could be working on something like in a CAD environment or I, I, I could be doing something and listening to like, hey, here's how a video game plays out was all the gaming I got to do for a big chunk of time, which sucked, but introduced me to the whole concept of it. And when I left college, I think I was already throwing, I'm not like, it's not so hard to be a Let's Player. I can totally figure this shit out. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. How hard could it be? How hard can <laughs> it be? Oh, God. The, uh... A lot of unseen hours of editing. <laughs> a lot of editing. A lot um, of editing. But yeah. But I guess, so my next big venture after that into anything YouTube now, those videos, I think I wound up actually recording the audio for probably six of them and only splicing together three of them. And because I do not own, like, actual, like, the episodes of Voltron, until their copyright runs out, uh, I cannot post those videos, and they will not see the light of day. Only we had a website um, we could post videos on that wasn't YouTube-based. I know. So, 
after that, college continues, and then comes my next big venture into the YouTube realm, which uh, you've been waiting for, which few people who probably listen to this, but some probably will know, which was A-Ram for Katie's Tits. Yes, that Such was the Such an title. adult name for a YouTube channel. So the explanation behind how that name came about is I used to have this friend named Katie and a lot of other friends that we all used to play together. And this is from back in the day of League of Legends, where if you wanted to play an ARAM game, you didn't just go to ARAM mode, it didn't exist. You had to go to custom games, make the title of your game ARAM, and then hope people jumped in your game. So what we would do is name our game ARAM for Katie's Tits, because people would look through the list, see ARAM, 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 ARAM for Katie's Tits, ARAM, ARAM. Whoa, what was that? And we would be able to fill our rooms instantly, and we wouldn't have to wait, so we used to do that. And, um... That's how we would play ARAM games. So we wound up making this YouTube series. That was, like episodes were like ten minutes long, yeah. and um, they were. It was just like all the wonky, stupid shit that me and my friends did. Because we just had one too many times of like somebody would say something absolutely ridiculous or hilarious, and then someone would go, "Why aren't we recording?" And I probably heard someone say that at least like fifty times before it sunk into my head that like. Oh, yeah. Video games are recordable. So there was also this weird thing where if you watched them and you weren't a League fan, you had the extra metagame of what the hell is going on, which was even yeah, fun they, for me. Yeah, they they probably are a little hard to follow if you don't play League. This was back when I was flirting with MOBA. Still, I'm like, I could get into this, right? Right? No, 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 I, yeah. I couldn't. But it, they, they were weird to watch if you weren't into MOBAs because it was very specific occasionally MOBA humor where it was like, I understand this is about video games, and I know video games, but damn, I want to go beat these nerds. <laughs> but uh, I made those, and... They took a lot of time to produce because it's a lot of like off screen hours. Because, like, if I got like five minutes of content out of like eight games, that meant I had to sit through eight hours of content and finding the time between like living my life, playing the damn game, and then having the time to rewatch every game I played. Yeah. It was just too, it was just too much time. So that wound up following through. And, um, that friend group kind of scattered a little bit and it was whatever. So then Charlie approaches me and goes, Hey, I'm making a YouTube channel. Would you mind making some content for me? And I stupidly said, yes. So I wound up making the next uh, YouTube series that I'd made was called Die to Minions, which was basically the same format, a uh, different group of people. Um, videos were a little bit more sequential this time around, um, a little less random and jerky. Yeah, it was like every other um, Friday but, we got one up too. Yeah, for a little bit, but, um, for the same reasons, I just couldn't keep up with making that one though. Every now and then, like, an idea will just hit me and I'll try and run with it to the best of my ability. And that's where we get to, I guess, my most recent video I've produced, which these all come in like fits and sputters and then like... I blip off the face of the earth because I do have a day job. Oh, yeah, the best part, um, I got this text from you. I made a video. It's on the channel. Can I post it? And I'm like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that did happen. So so the explanation for that is if for those who listened to the last podcast, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Rooster Teeth. Now, Rooster Teeth makes a show called Ruby, and Ruby is very good. And now at the third season finale, that show's gotten fucking good. Um... 
it did the same kind of red versus blue thing of like, huh, this just shows kind of cute and they meander and nothing happens. Holy shit, there was a plot the whole time and they just kind of dumped it on you in the last 10 minutes of the most recent season. Um, so that show they wound up releasing this game for called Ruby Grim Eclipse. Now, it's a MOBA. I, it's a, it's not a really. It's very um, similar to a MOBA. It has, like, the mobile leveling, but that's about it. It's a hack and slash. It's a third-person hack and slash. I guess you could liken it maybe to, uh... What's that MOBA that you played? Smite? Um, Smite. Yeah, it felt very much like Smite, yeah. It still plays differently. Like, you don't have, like, mana and stuff. It's just, like, hit a 12-hit combo, get abilities and stuff. It's know, more beat-em-up style. There's auto-attacking, though, isn't it? Isn't there? No. Oh, I thought there was. I thought it was like a whole it's just thing. like, it's more like your basic punch thing. It's much more like a beat-em-up. Sure. That game, when it first came out, came with absolutely no guidance on how the fuck the game worked at all. Like, I was actually genuinely looking around for guys, and there was none to be had for probably the first two or three weeks of that game's existence. And because there wasn't one, I was like, fuck it, I'll make one. I'm getting annoyed at this. Because I started learning some of the intricacies of the games, like the thing I just said of, like, you need to hit 12 punches to get a thing of special to use special abilities. That information was not out there. For, the, like, probably my first two days playing the game, I had no idea how the special bar worked. And there was nothing, there was no YouTube videos on the matter, there was no literature on the matter, there was no, like, the, there was no tutorial in the game. The game is still in beta, and more content is promised to come. But, like, there was just no information, so I decided to, like, take together all the facts I knew and make this little guide. And this was, for me, was a first, because I had never written a script before. And I had never planned any of my content, because all of it was just like, I'm going to, you know, sit down and listen to one of my friends say stupid shit, or I'm going to get drunk, and that's going to be the whole thing. Whereas this was an actual, like, sit down, make a script. And one of the other channels on YouTube that I'm a huge fan of is Regular Car Reviews, which they do a very similar, or I very much imitated their style of, like, going back and forth between highly informative and, like, dick jokes. And, um... Dick jokes. We're not it, afraid of them on Something Wicked Studios. No, no. They're quite, they're rather popular. So, that uh, is the style in which I wrote it, and I tried to incorporate a lot of jokes and keep it humorous, because, I mean, it's Rooster Teeth Studios. Like, it's it, they're funny. So, that was my most recent video, and probably one of the more successful ones I've ever produced. Yeah, and, it's, I think it's... I'm not sure it broke a thousand yet, but it was getting up there for a long time. Yeah. It was just funny, because it was like, oh, it's getting views! It's getting a lot of views. <laughs> yeah, the um the Die Dominion stuff always did weirdly well. Where like the first day it came out, it would get like four views, and then I'd throw it on Reddit eventually, and then it would get like a hundred views. And it was like, what? What the fuck? Will League of Legends people <laughs> just watch anything? I mean, League of Legends players accounts for I think one percent of the population estimated. Does it? Yeah. Damn. Which is huge considering the number, the percentage of the population that like owns a computer <laughs> that's pretty impressive yeah that's i i don't want to believe that but i find that very believable in a very uncomfortable way that's yeah. cool but that also doesn't mean how long they played like it's kind of the you know world of warcraft has over seven million users yeah. who haven't signed on since 1993 but are still like, paying 15 bucks a month they're still fit we're still paying <laughs> i was um, one of them once I didn't want to pay $60 every two weeks for a new video game, and World of <laughs> Warcraft was there for me. Yup. So, that is the story of how Jeff went from Drink Till It's Better, Drink Till It's Over, or from high school with Charlie to Drink Till It's Better, Drink Till It's Over, to Died to Minions, to A-Ram for Katie's Tits, or those are reverse, 
to one grim eclipse video and now being the random East Coast cameo guy yeah, you, in fucking you, SWS you serve videos. the very <laughs> important role of counteracting me because <laughs> the, the crew we have for Sunwick Studios is great, but I'm also louder than all of them. Mm, it's a very important. That. It's a very important job to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> it's a very important job. So I guess to rewind on my end of the spectrum, um, if you've followed something Wicked Studios at all, you're probably familiar with our channel and the fact that I am in 99% of all the videos we have. Like last <laughs> I checked, we had, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had 400 some odd videos up. I'm probably in 390 of those videos in one way or another. And so, like I said, after I left college, I was kind of like, ah, I should start a YouTube channel. Like, I kind of want to do this gaming thing. So who the fuck knows? Like, maybe it'll take off. Maybe it won't. And just kind of dicking around with it for a while. And the girl I was actually dating at the time, the idea was to create something called Couples Gaming Therapy, where we <laughs> used to play games together a lot. And they would always just devolve into these heinous, like, hateful shouting matches Hence why we're no longer together. But at the time, I was okay with it because it was entertaining. And we actually broke up roughly around the same time I was getting organized to buy all the equipment I needed for it. And that, like, there was like a, about a month where I'm like, eh, maybe I won't do this, maybe I won't. And I was kind of like, eh, fuck it. I already wanted to buy the stuff. I already have, like, I had this giant, like, Amazon. I had an Amazon checkout cart just sitting there for a month with, like, $800 in cable and router equipment and editing software and stuff like that. Just like, you can buy me whenever you want, Charlie. You're, you're, mm. you're right, I can. Weird hobby I might get into. You should do it now. Buy me. I, I don't know. Maybe I won't be good at the YouTube thing. I'm still not sure if I'm good at the YouTube thing. But it's like, no, you should do this. Do it. And obviously I wound up doing it. And the first, for those old school something wicked studio people you may remember the first video i did was it was either far cry 3 with lil who did the until dawn stuff more recently with us or it was brutal legend and brutal legend taught me the very hard lesson of don't do videos alone because while i can kind of do them i sound like a goddamn crazy person to myself because I'm not talking to anyone when I record. And it also taught me the very hard lesson of don't pick games that are centered around music that's very copywritten. <laughs> Copyrighted. I tried going <laughs> back and watching our Brutal Legend videos. I really should take them down out of mercy for them because it's like just random five-minute chunks are silent because of like nine copyright infringements stacked on top of each other. And I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I can remember when those first were coming out and you were releasing them in weekly installments like you do pretty much all the yeah. other content SWS has. And because I have posting privileges, I had access to them beforehand and I was like going on and like watching them before they released because I was hooked on them. <laughs> when you could hear them, they were pretty good videos. I, it's yeah. there's, a, there's a surprising amount of depth to that game that unless you know a lot about the history of metal and stuff like that, you'll for, you, you'll just miss out it's on very, Yeah, it just looks like it's some kind of weird artistic choice. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 this was Swedish black metal. It, like, <laughs> let, me explain. let me explain. 
This is actually symbolic of a very specific album cover. And here's a story about how the art style for this game was made. And actually, the first half of the game is really the it's an allegory for the war between hair metal and de and normal metal of the of the 80s and early 90s, where ultimately hair metal died because for some reason metal had longevity. But I digress. <laughs> Yep. No, it, it was really fun. I had a lot of fun doing those, and here we are. I think we're. It's. It's not quite two years just yet, but it's coming. We're in the two-year segment. Through, I think it's our anniversary is like in April or something like that. Yeah. Many mm -hmm. more subscribers later, we're still doing this, and we're launching a podcast because, yeah, I I hate having free time when I'm not editing everything in the world. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's more or less the story of something Wicked Studios. It's it's kind of a funny name for me because it's come and died and brought itself back to life so many times. And yeah, it's eternal. <laughs> it's undying. It's yeah. it's it's kind of fun knowing that if I was to die tomorrow, there'd be this weird, horrible thing of me left on the internet of something Wicked Studios on YouTube. Like my personality would forever, until Google like is murdered by the heat death existence or just does like an old like purge that would be awesome I, yeah. I would love to see a google purge of youtube just to see what that would do to youtube and what criteria was used for the purging mechanism like oh that'd be so good it would probably be like we're deleting videos that haven't been watched in the last 10 years this is they're gonna be like boring down like okay so we're deleting videos from the first year of youtube's existence that no one's watched since then yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that'd, that'd probably be like the one way they could do it because they were like, "We're deleting all videos with under like ten thousand views." Be like, "That's a lot of people's home videos." That's you're deleting. everything we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're winding down to this topic. So um, that's the start of something Wicked Studios. Uh, coming up on the channel, we have uh, Metal Gear Solid Two just ended. Metal Gear Solid Three, by the time you're listening to this, is up. We've started it, Snake Eater, and stuff like that. I'm having a hell of a time learning the CQC system. Uh, we have more Firewatch coming. We have Until Dawn coming. We have more Soma coming. I'll try and speed up how fast Soma gets out there because apparently no one cares about Soma. I don't kind mm -hmm. of blame you, but it's it's a good game. You should watch our videos. They they get good again. Like it's We get past the, okay, this puzzle is dumb stuff real soon. And back to mm. the, I don't want to go down into the murder basement. <laughs> It's yeah. more fun down there. Um, I might as well plug Extra Life while we're at it. Uh, Something Wicked Studios is proudly a member of the Extra Life fundraising stuff. Um, if you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a fundraising thing where we raise money for children's hospitals across the U.S. You can go to Extra Life and find us on there. We have a team. I think I'm the only one registered for 2016, but Jeff will probably wind up on 2016 also only just started. Yes, I... <laughs> Being a member of the LA Extra Life Guild means you wind up signed up a lot faster than you might yep. normally be. Yeah, I go donate. We raise money throughout the year. We'll do an Extra Life marathon or two at some point throughout the year. It'll be fun. And you can watch me and Jeff die slowly again, probably. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely what happened last time. Yeah. I, I, I've been saying this, I think, for months in various things we haven't recorded, but um, Blood Drunk is returning. For those of you who know what Blood Drunk is... It will be the Bloodborne drinking game where every time we die or someone does something really stupid, we have to drink. For those who didn't tune in last time, we do it on Twitch. It will be on our new Twitch account, which is SWS Live. 
because I got sick of having something we could do with a Z all over the place. <laughs> God, I was such an idiot when I made all this stuff with the with the branding. But I digress. Hmm? Uh, yeah, uh, look for news for that. It's a lot of fun. You can drink along with us. To put it in perspective, last time we had people yelling at the top of the lungs, I ain't no bitch, as they ran headlong hmm? towards boss fights and... Two of the three of us that were playing wound up throwing up by the end of the evening. We, honest to God, drank... Selling point. Two <laughs> bottles of vodka. Like, it was... We got sloppy with it eventually. And it was fucking... I... When I went out to uh, Los Angeles to visit Charlie for the uh, SWS... Sorry, was I not supposed to say that? Yeah, go for it. For the uh, SWS Extra Life last year, I wound up actually flying out, and those videos will probably be up at some point. I'll get around to editing them. Editing 24 hours of footage It's a lot of footage. He let me try. He had the Sriracha vodka bottle. He's like, drink this. I think it was just smell. There's nothing left in it, just the smell of evil left in it. It was fucking rancid, horrible nightmare. I have like, put some... That shouldn't exist. It's fucking awful. <laughs> I have put some dangerous alcohols in my body over the years. Like, shit that probably shouldn't legally be allowed to be sold to people. And I can honestly say that stuff is the nastiest thing I've ever intentionally ingested. Yeah, no, it was bad. And you guys drank a whole bottle. We drank a, a three grown men all simultaneously did a shot of it being like, oh, how bad can it be? And immediately we're going, mm, mm, mm. that's not <laughs> smooth at all. I have face since high school. What the fuck is this? I, I, I'm not sure. Like, describing it as similar to Satan's fiery jizz in your eye is not far <laughs> enough because that misery might end. <laughs> oh, that oh. stuff was horrible. But yeah, we got stuff coming. We'll probably be doing more live stuff in the future too now that I've got Lilith up and running and it's been a slow process of me getting all parts of her functional. Uh, maybe we'll For get Jeff into some... No, Lilith is uh, Charlie's computer. <laughs> no, I just plugged my girlfriend into the internet. <laughs> yes. She runs OSB super well. Oh, yeah. Or OBS. Which one is it? I don't. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I use XSplit. <laughs> I refuse to I know, pay I'm for archaic. more programs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, keep track of the channel. We have the Twitter. We have the Facebook. Um, if you found this podcast, make sure you subscribe. We'll try and do more of these on a sort of regular basis. I don't know. I've, <laughs> we're two for two. So yeah, yeah. bat in a thousand. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, this is also the second episode. I'm not sure we ever mentioned that really officially. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for tuning right. in. Go watch some videos and stuff. Later. Have a good one.